The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is sponsored by Shroff Landscaping. Shroff Landscaping has been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, fall cleanup, and they are licensed lawn applicators. Contact Mitch Melton today for all of your landscaping needs at 317-694-9763. Shroff Landscaping, design with you in mind. This is Carson Owers from the Boston Celtics, and you're listening to the Boiler Breakdown Podcast, hosted by Tanner Lee, Evan Webb, and Andrew Eiler. Look, has time to throw. There's an out deep. Way downfield. Grab by now. He's going to score. He's going to score. Touchdown, Purdue. Seth Morales. Seth Morales. There are no flags. The Boilermakers have taken the lead on a 64-yard strike. Unbelievable. And they're showing blitz again. They back out of the blitz. Toss it downfield. Caught by Stubblefield. Goodbye. Tanner Stubblefield beat Dwight Ellett and waltzes into the end zone. It covers 97 yards. More in motion. They get it to him. More in space. A burst of speed. A place down for Purdue. He's still going. More. Cuts back. Touchdown. It is intercepted. Bailey the other way. Marcus Bailey. It is Sunday, November 3rd, and you are listening to another edition of the Boiler Breakdown Podcast, brought to you by Shroff Landscaping. For all of your landscaping needs, give them a call at 574-223-2769. They're really busy with fall cleanups right now. I know i got to do some fall cleanup myself. I'm not looking forward to it, but uh, give them a call, 223 2769. I'm Tanner Lee at the underscore T underscore Lee on Twitter. And my co host Andrew Eiler and Evan Webb are joining me. What's going on, guys? Much, oh, not much, man. How about you? Feeling good. Feeling good. We get Actually, it. Before we get started, I think we should uh, offer an apology um, to Mr. Or, or to Coach Frost. Um, it's ah. Sunday. I know I'm not feeling too well today, and uh, it's a little cold out here in Indiana, so we uh, obviously had to wear some sweatshirts because we're just not, you know, the strong men that you know Coach Frost thinks people should be. So I figured we should just uh, get out of the way and uh, offer a sincere apology to Coach Frost. He would probably call us hashtag soft. <laughs> he, I mean, I mean, but what he, had, he, 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 he's, he is so arrogant. <laughs> Tell us how you really oh. feel, Evan. Yeah. He's so arrogant. I mean, even yesterday after the game, he's like, yep, that's a game we should have won, which, okay, yeah, Purdue is really banged up and playing like a ton of freshmen, so he probably should win that game. Yeah. But then they're saying during the bye week they got to get better at passing, catching, running, tackling, covering. Because that's, that's all I that's all I know how to do. I'm like, did he talk about need to get better at coaching too, or yeah, did he just yeah, I, yeah. What was that that last even that last second time? Like they just totally botched that. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought Nebraska made some really bad coaching decisions. Uh, but, you know, they're just not that great of a football team. Um, they should be a lot better than they are. And at least I know all three of us that started here didn't believe in the hype of the 10-2, and 9-3 West oh. champions. What were they, like pre- they were preseason ranked? and Yeah, top 25, yeah. Uh, were, all that. Four games last year, and the defense was atrocious. And then yep. they're all of a sudden expecting to – Know how to play defense and yep, double their win. Yep, Adrian Martinez, dark horse Heisman candidate, right? Like coming into the year, he looked 
terrible throw. Yeah, he did not look good yesterday. I thought he made some good plays on his feet. Yeah, but throwing when, the ball. Uh, oh, gosh. He missed Yeah, it. when he, Purdue he, kept him in the pocket, he was Caught some breaks good. with him just not knowing how to throw to a receiver streaking down. Yeah, the there were some blown coverages or something multiple times that uh, he totally just botched and missed. Got a comment here from uh, Chris Beeler. Uh, he says, watching you all on the big screen, boiler up. We appreciate it, Chris. We, uh, Chris. Yeah, we like <laughs> being on the big screen. That's pretty cool. So thank you for the comment. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, yeah, let's let's get right into the game. We are kind of already talking about it, but the Boilers got their third win of the season. I score 31-27. Um, man, it just felt good, even though Purdue did have suffer a big injury to a key player that we're talking about. Of course, I mean, Purdue can't get through a game without losing a key player due to injury. But um, this is one Purdue had to have to keep their bowl yeah. chances alive. And they're still alive. I mean, barely, but but they still got a pulse. And What's, uh, what's, your, what's your percentage at right now in terms of the chances of us making a bowl? <laughs> assuming we have to win out, and one of those wins has to be at Wisconsin. Which and, 30%? And assuming... 30? <laughs> and that's assuming... Are you assuming Plumber's out, like Brown mentioned? Yeah. 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 For the We're, year? Yeah. I think, I, I think Northwestern's very bad. Yes. Yeah. They haven't scored a touchdown <clears throat> since October 5th. Um, Wisconsin's very good. I know, I know, 16, I know. But let's years. take a, our third string We are so due to beat them. <laughs> hey, you know, that'd be a movie if we take our third string walk-on quarterback in there and somehow beat beat Wisconsin. Did he start the year at third string or was he fourth string behind Sipe? I don't know. If was really I think he was third chart. string okay. after the spring because Sipes back yeah, flared up I, in the I, spring. I don't think Sipes ever really been healthy this year. But maybe, maybe we won't have to start a third string walk on quarterback against Wisconsin, Andrew. We can that's, talk about that in a little bit. That's another possibility. Something maybe. Cool. Um, but yeah, let's get into uh, what we thought was good <laughs> for Purdue yesterday. Um, Cactus Jack Plummer. Uh, he, I thought he played fairly well. He had a few mm-hmm. mistakes here and there. He's Stat line looked like this, 25 for 34 for 242 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Uh, what I liked seeing out of him was him getting out of the pocket and getting on his feet and moving, um, making plays when plays were breaking down. He had 12 carries for 61 yards. Unfortunately, he did not slide <laughs> when he probably should have slid and got tangled up his leg and can't really tell what the injury it is. I don't know if it's a fractured ankle, a high ankle sprain, but Jeff Brom already said he's probably out for the season. So, Yeah, it didn't look good. He could not put that much pressure on it when he was walking off the field. And I thought right when it happened that maybe he just got kind of um, wind knocked out of him because he kind of tried to walk and he kind of fell mm-hmm. down. But then when he actually fell down and kind of stayed down, I was like, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Again. it's really unfortunate just because he was playing well, and I mean, mm-hmm. he moves so well in the pocket, especially for a redshirt freshman. I mean, just how he mm-hmm. get out, step up in the pocket, and moves it's just it's, makes me excited, I guess, for the future with him. Plus, with David Bell, I mean, it seemed like he, kind of all the freshmen were growing, and now potentially he's going to miss out on three more games and practices, and and mm-hmm. potentially of practice coaching development. It's just it's so eerie to me. David Blau two years ago got a leg injury, kind of similar, but I think Blau was trying to slide and it was kind of a dirty hit by Illinois. But he got hurt late in the game with three games remaining on the schedule. 
<laughs> and Elijah Sindelar had to come in. And the next game was at Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Purdue's next game's at Northwestern. It's just kind of kind of an eerie feeling to me a little bit. Deja vu, huh? That'd be nice. That'd be nice if Purdue got hot these last three games. Um, but how do you guys think Aiden O'Connell did? I mean, the kid was pretty much thrown in the, into the fire, um, came in. He finished that first drive off, uh, mm-hmm. handed off to King Daru for a touchdown. And then when Purdue was down and he really needed to spark something on that drive, he got it done. I'm not going to lie. I didn't have a lot of confidence. Going into that uh, last drive. Yeah. Come and go, what, 80, 82 yards or something like that on that last drive? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was six for seven but, for sixty-two yeah. yards, and that throw to perfect, perfect on that on that last drive too. I think he was. Uh, yeah, I think he missed. They had one ball batted down. I think early before that. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the throw to uh, Hopkins that I don't know was probably thirty yards. That was I, I was I, that was a great throw. Yeah, I think he's definitely and, got a little more zip on the ball than Plummer. <clears throat> um, and he seems to make his reads pretty pretty quick. I don't know if that's just you know. I don't know what 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 that's uh, entitled to, but I don't know if it's just more nerves, like I need to get the ball in my hand or what. Mm-hmm. But he he seemed to like go through one or two progressions right away, and then boom, it was out of his hand. He didn't hold it as long as Jack normally does, but he also can't move like Jack can. Right. So, yeah, that's what's a little concerning, I think, because I mean, yeah, when it was moving a little bit, it was usually okay. We'd have we get a we'd end up with a five yard run in there on somewhere from Jack where he he'd break. He'd come out of the pocket and scramble for five, six yards, and then it'd be a third mm-hmm. three, or he'd get the first down on, or something. So now, and that was kind of helped kickstart the running and passing a little bit. It'll be a little bit interesting to see what happens with O'Connell not having that ability, I guess, mm-hmm. showing that, showing it yet, I guess. Yeah. And this was by far the best ground attack Purdue's had all year. Oh yeah. Um, I thought King Daru played really well. Fifteen carries, seventy-one yards, and a touchdown. Like I said, Plummer had 12 carries for 61 yards. Uh, that that was huge. I mean, Purdue was not one-dimensional finally in the game. And what is that? What do you think? Was that the offensive line playing better? I mean, I know Nebraska had a couple big defensive tackles. The defensive tackle was massive. <laughs> yeah. They're was also like good at faking injuries. Yeah, yeah, they are really good at faking yeah. injuries. Um, uh, I, think, I think part of it just was, I mean, last week we couldn't – when we should have run the ball, we didn't. And I think it could just be just Brom kind of not giving up on the run too much, which I'm not I'm not sure if he really gave up on the run. We didn't run it much the week before, but I think he was kind of just seeing what was going to work. And it, I mean, King was doing was doing pretty well. It was awesome to see. And mm-hmm. Horvath even had, had some good carries in there. I thought Horvath was. I think he probably <coughs> passes out of the backfield too. Yeah, yeah so he three had for, uh, three receptions for 49 yards, and uh, one of them, yeah, I think one catch was a majority of those yards. Yeah, um, yeah he, then, played, he played well. And you didn't say that with King. I mean, King Daru had five catches for 31. And I remember one, I think, maybe on that last drive where he caught a swing pass out in the flat and made a guy miss and got mm-hmm. yards or something where it looked like he might have gotten a yard or two. And the guys on TV were like, oh, that's the captain, like four-year starter or something on this defense. And he just shook and stiff-armed hmm. and, like, look at his eyes. He looked – it was great. Yeah, he – I'm pretty excited for him. How he, well, and then, of course, we had David Bell run one in. Uh, he's the yeah, one for nine oh, yards. Touch. What a play call. No yeah. kidding. It, did you guys see after the game, Aiden O'Connell said he'd never run that play before? Yeah, yeah. mental reps, which is – I mean, <clears throat> it's crazy. And they had they, that called before the timeout, too. Yeah. They said yeah. they took that from an NFL team's playbook within the last week hmm. where they saw an NFL team run a yeah, play yeah, pretty similar. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know who, what NFL team that was. Maybe, maybe, like, maybe that, I can maybe, tell you it wasn't the Broncos either. <laughs> maybe that was Drew Brees there before the game saying, hey, Brown, here you go. Sure. Uh, yeah, and speaking of Drew Brees, he was at the game yesterday. He gave Purdue a heck of a pump-up speech. Cool, man. But what great publicity for Purdue and Purdue oh, yeah. football. I mean, that thing was all over Twitter. Yeah. Every single big sports outlet was tweeting about it, retweeting it. And, I mean, you know, he and then even during the game when he was interviewed, he talks about pretty much if you're a quarterback, why wouldn't you want to come learn from the best under Jeff right. Brom? Mm-hmm. Like, plaster that, to, send that to every <laughs> single high school quarterback in the nation. Right. Like, yeah. And it's, it's funny, it's funny. <clears throat> he was like, I think the way the, he was positioned, he was facing the jumbotron. I feel like he, you could tell he was like his eyes kept going up to the jumbotron. Like he was trying to watch the game and just kind of want to get the interview over with. But yeah, I was seeing that like he's, it's not very often where, I mean, I don't know, it doesn't seem very often, but where you have an alum who loves the school so much they're willing to come back all the time. But someone who's also not only that, but is a super high caliber, just sports figure. I mean, yeah, it's have, um, you know, it's one thing if we had someone like, I'm trying to think of other um, NFL, you know, someone like, you know, Ricardo Allen came back. That's awesome. He's great, but he's not the same caliber as Drew Brees, where everybody knows who Drew Brees is. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you're a Saints fan or a Purdue fan or not, I mean, he's, you know, <coughs> might be the best quarterback in the league. Um, and have him, you know, like I said, Tanner, that thing was on not only produced Twitter, but ESPN posted that a couple, you know, Fox posted that, so... It was a great speech, but also just again the great publicity of how much he's talking about, how much he loves uh, Purdue, and how much it means to him. So it's it's nothing but positives. It was awesome. It was even cool to see when he walked past the the stands to go do shout. Nebraska fans were even yelling and like hmm. yelling at him and stuff, That's and, cool. and, and, and acknowledging him. And that that was pretty neat. And and it was cool. I don't know if you guys saw us on Twitter today. He was still around today because he went to the volleyball game today. He oh, was really? in the crowd at the. Purdue Minnesota volleyball matchup, which number six Minnesota won three yeah. three to one. But um, I thought that was pretty neat. It just yeah, it just cool. really neat that I mean he, everybody loves Drew around Purdue. Mm-hmm. I mean I, I was the, I leaned over to my dad and I, th- I said I think Tiger Woods <coughs> could be at this game and people oh, would rather be, see Drew yeah, Brees than Tiger sec- Woods. It'd be the second biggest story of the game. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's it's crazy to yeah, think of. Because I had a uh, a friend who uh, lives in the or is from the kind of the New Orleans area or the Louisiana area. And he's a big Saints fan, and he always um, – so when I met him a few years ago uh, through school, we were talking about – he goes, oh, yeah, you know, I love Drew Brees. And I was like, oh, yeah, me too because um, of Purdue. And he goes, what's it like when he comes back to campus? And I was like, it's – I kind of joke about it. Was, but also it's like – I mean, it's like like the second coming of Jesus sometimes. Like it feels <laughs> like just for a Purdue fan, cause it's like, you know, everyone's trying to find, you know, where's Brees at, where's Brees at, and trying to snap a picture. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, he led Purdue to the Rose Bowl and yep. won him a Big Ten championship. I mean, yep. And now he's got nobody all. Nobody does that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then that then his career success. In the NFL oh yeah. Just makes him. I mean, yeah. all the career passing yards, touchdowns, completion percentage, all that. Which I thought he would be a good NFL quarterback and like a pretty good starter, but I never ever envisioned he would be what he has turned into. Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Just Sean Payton and him in New Orleans had quarter run. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they have. So hopefully, hopefully he can take home a Lombardi this year. Since my Broncos definitely aren't going to be in the running for it, and, uh, and then they can go off to the sunset. That'd be pretty neat. So, uh, yeah, going back to the game, I thought uh, we did a good ball, a good job of uh, 
sharing the ball around. Hopkins had a good game, eight catches mm-hmm. for 97 yards. Milton Wright, four catches for 69 yards. That was really nice happy to, to see him get more involved. That mm-hmm. was only his second game. He's caught more than one ball. The other yeah. one was mm-hmm. Nevada. He had two catches. Yeah, and one of them he fumbled. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So Orvath, three catches for 49 yeah. yards. David Bell had seven catches, but only for 23 yards, but he did have that reverse at the end. Uh, and then on defense, Nick Holt, surprise, surprise, led the team in tackles <laughs> with 10. And Corey ben Holt, Trice ben. got ben another Holt. interception. Nick yeah. Holt, yeah. not surprised if Nick Holt did lead well, the team in tackles, but. He could. He yeah. could. Give, give him a, yeah, thank you. <laughs> ben Holt, I just had Holt written down. I'm so used to saying Nick. Ben Holt, 10 tackles, and Corey Trice got another interception. and. Mm-hmm. I think he's making Read a good case. Read that like to, a book, too. Yep. That thing. And then almost had a second one. Yeah. Then I think Thieneman tipped it. Thieneman. Yeah. Yeah. When they both, both of them could have had it there at the end, but yeah. Yeah, and that's one thing. I thought Purdue did a good job with Adrian Martinez. He was 22 mm-hmm. for 39 for 247 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. He did have uh, 58 yards on the ground on 12 carries and two touchdowns. So he, he hurt Purdue a little bit when he got to running. Mm-hmm. But I think that's why – I mean, Purdue was struggling to get to the quarterback anyways. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times everybody was yelling in the stands, like, go get him. I think Purdue was respecting his running ability so much. They were mm-hmm. playing off to make sure he could create <coughs> plays with his legs. There was that one play where uh, George went after him. I think it's, oh, it just comes down to just an experience, too, of – you know, George kind of went right at him, and Martinez kind of just shook him off, no problem. It ended up being a, a pretty big play for them. Um, I feel like you know, give George another year or two, and he's not letting that happen again because yep. he, he he had him, he had him, but he just Martinez just kind of just shook him. Uh, the only guy that really hurt Purdue really bad was uh, Spielman at six catches for 123 mm-hmm. yards. Mm-hmm. He's a big play wide receiver. He's one of the best yep. in the Big Ten. It's going to happen. Love that Purdue shut down Wandell Robinson. Mm-hmm. I mean, between receiving and rushing, he had 21 touches. And Purdue held him to 75 yards on 21 touches. I thought they did a phenomenal key. job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was definitely a big key. He 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 always made me nervous on kick returns too. I yep. was just like, you give this guy a crease, he can he's gone. But <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I yeah, mean, I we've seen Purdue the same thing with Rondell Moore in terms of what someone like that can do, and so you definitely have a lot of respect for a player, even if he is only a freshman. What do you yeah, think? and that's why I was surprised. I mean, how many times, so he had, what, 14 carries. How many times were those 14 carries just like a run straight up the middle? Like, yeah. right into his offensive line. It's like, smallest, the fastest guy on the field. Let's run him right in the middle. Yeah. And they like to run him up up, up between the tackles a lot. <clears throat> Give him some stretch plays or something. Something he can bounce the outside. But yeah. I was surprised. I was surprised how they used him. I thought it would be more like, like how Brom uses Rondell. I mean, move, he moves him around a lot, gets him in space, gets him the ball a lot of different ways. I mean, it was pretty handoff up the middle. But I also think it helps that, I mean, this is a guy that Jeff Brom and company recruited really hard. Mm-hmm. So they're really familiar with him and all his tape and everything. And probably for the defense, it probably helps a little bit that they go against a guy like Rondell Moore in practice. Mm-hmm. Or haven't lately, but <laughs> have in the past. Yeah. And they have similar skill sets, so that probably helps as well um got a question here from uh, chris he said how odd is it that the last 16 touchdowns have been made by freshmen how long do you think the streak lasts and i'm glad he brought that up because mm-hmm. i meant to um yeah that's going back to the minnesota game last week i said it was the tcu game i took that from my dad without researching it and he was mm-hmm. wrong ahmad anderson had the touchdown against tcu and horvath had a touchdown against minnesota um yeah, ever since then, Purdue, all their mm-hmm. touchdowns have been by freshmen. Um, yeah. What do you guys think about that, and how long do you think it lasts? I mean, it's weird. 
<laughs> and I definitely didn't expect that. I mean, you expected a lot of contributions from freshmen, but definitely not to the extent that is now mostly again because of the injury. Do you think if Rondell Moore was healthy, he'd have he would have broken that streak quite yeah, a while, yeah, quite a while back? Um, but in terms of how long it lasts, I mean, I, I'm trying to think the next person. It's got to be Hopkins, I, right? It's got to be Hopkins, yeah. yeah. Hopkins or Horvath are pretty much yeah. the only two. I think, I think Hopkins gets one next this next game, so I think it probably oh. ends yeah. this next game. I mean, I guess, I guess it could be Anthrop. He gets a lot yeah. of touches or sparks if he ever plays. I, I just yeah. don't. He I'm never putting helped. my money on Hopkins. Yeah. Just kinda, yeah. Could be Anderson think. Anderson again, I guess, but he yeah. he didn't do much against Nebraska, so we'll see. Yeah, but I, I think it's a pretty cool stat. It's one mm-hmm. you don't see yeah. every day. Um, it's a great selling point. Two for recruits. Um, I know this year's kind of been an outlier as far as injuries and playing more freshmen than normal, but you can sell that to recruits too. Hey, you come to Purdue, we're going to get you on the field right away. We're going to get you into the rhythm, you know, right into the offense. So it definitely can't hurt. I think it's really neat. But, yeah, I'm kind of feeling a Bryson Hopkins touchdown this week, so I'm going to say it ends this week sometime. But that hey, as, like long as, as long as Purdue's winning. Uh, hope so. QB sneak. It could be, yeah. Yeah, yeah and you brought up that Rondell Moore probably would have had some. If Elijah would have stayed healthy, he probably could have snuck one into yeah. somewhere. Uh, but, yeah, Purdue travels to Northwestern this weekend, a Northwestern team that's just bad. They've been awful. <laughs> I mean, this is a team that won the West this year. Uh, I know in my preseason predictions I had them like 9-3, and three, yeah. and they're 1-7 currently right now. Who was their quarterback last year? Uh, last year it was uh, Clayton Thorson. So how good was he? Yeah, exactly. He might have been one of the best quarterbacks in college football history. Yeah. And we didn't know anything about it. But they are also down to their third-string quarterback, I didn't know Aiden that. Smith. Uh, Hunter Johnson returned last night against That's Indiana right. after Johnson. missing some time uh, due to his his mother is fighting cancer right now. So he missed some time away from the I team. And then he got hurt last night. I think he got concussed. Oh, jeez. Um, but – and then Trent Green's son got hurt like week one or two for the mm-hmm. season. He was their other quarterback, uh, TJ Green, hey. I think his name. Uh, but Aiden Smith on the year is 60 for 127 for 500 yards, one touchdown, six picks. Hunter Johnson is 50 for 106, 432 yards, one touchdown, four picks. Yeah, you heard it right. Northwestern has thrown two passing touchdowns this year. And 10 picks? Is that the. Oh, I, mean, 10 picks. I mean, they're averaging 9.8 points a game. Uh, yeah, not scoring a whole lot of touchdowns. So no, and I mean, <laughs> if three of those touchdowns have been by running back Drake Anderson, who has 447 yards on 99 carries, and then two more by JJ uh, Jefferson, who's he's a wide receiver. I think might be a tight end. I'm not really sure. 12 catches for 155 yards, but Riley Lee's leads their team in receptions with 28, but only for 192 yards, no touchdowns. This is just an offense. This is like. They're built a lot like Michigan State, but a lot worse. Way worse. That's like a Daryl. That's like Daryl Hazel when he's like, "We're gonna play power football like Ohio State." <laughs> exactly. Uh, With uh, even, <laughs> their defense stats, of Patty Fisher's a stud. He's good. He's a linebacker. He flies around the field. He makes tackles. Yeah, they, they always have, have good linebackers. They do have two guys that have decent sack counts. Um, they have a guy named Joe uh, Gaziano. He has five and a half sacks. Alex Miller has two and a half. But then I was looking at their turnovers. They only have two interceptions on the year as a defense. Hmm. Uh, they do have seven forced fumbles, which they've recovered six of those. So I guess they're decent at, rec- at forcing fumbles. But, yeah, two picks all year. So. 
But it'll be interesting to see uh, if Purdue's more two-dimensional again or if they rely heavy on the pass, even with Aiden O'Connell. I mean, it's just going to be interesting to see what the game plan is going into this, this game on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but do you think – You are go ahead, Andrew. I mean, I think – I don't know. I've got to think it's going to be fairly balanced. But, I mean, Northwestern doesn't really know what to expect with O'Connell. They could be playing mm-hmm. run and then – or thinking it's going to be a bunch of quick dump-offs and maybe Brom opens it up and they're airing it out like they like they would with Plummer. I mean, it seemed like the playbook was pretty open on that last last drive. So, maybe O'Connell mm-hmm. and they feel pretty comfortable with him, I'm sure. So, it'll be fun to watch. Is what an opportunity for the kid too. I mean, he's a walk-on. He would be playing at Wheaton College if a few different circumstances were to turn out differently for him. But he's from Illinois. Now he gets to start a Big Ten game against a university that's located in Illinois. Mm-hmm. So pretty cool, pretty cool story. But, yeah. Uh, Purdue Northwestern series goes way back. Uh, like I've mentioned in previous podcasts, Northwestern used to be one of Purdue's protected uh, kind of rivals when the Big Ten was with just 11 schools before Nebraska joined in, before Maryland and Rutgers joined. Purdue leads the all-time series 50-32-1. to 32 to 1. Uh, But they've lost five straight, dating back to uh, 2010 was Purdue's last win. That was at Northwestern in Rob Henry's first career start. And uh, Northwestern was ranked 25th. Purdue beat him 20-17. Dan Deerkeen had a good game mm-hmm. that night. Also from the Chicago suburb area. Yep. Right, right, yeah, about the right where... Wheaton College is. I think that's where Dan's kind of from. Uh, Purdue did not play them in 2011 or 12 or 13 for some reason, but they've lost to them in 14, 15, 16, 17, and last year in 2018 in the season opener. Mm-hmm. All-time series in Northwestern is in Purdue's favor at 27, 19, and 1. So, so that was at Northwestern? Yeah. Okay. So uh, it's noon game, Big Ten Network, I believe, um, Saturday. Yeah. So. Um, I guess what are you guys predicting? I, um, even with a third string QB, I gotta think I gotta like <clears throat> because I feel like we can move the ball a lot better than what Northwestern can. I feel like our defense has been doing a pretty good job of bending and not breaking for the most part yes. for the most, mm-hmm. uh, in most games. So, you know, against a bad offense, you just hope that they're just kind of eliminate the big plays and kind of keep them contained. Don't let them score touchdowns because they're obviously not, they're not mm-hmm. used to it. Don't let them get confidence. But I think, I mean, the spread is pretty low, but I think Purdue covers, like, I think they probably touchdown or two. I feel like we can win. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm Has, has King broken, like, a long run? Like, has he had more than, has he had, like, a long one? I'm hoping this is the <sighs> He breaks one early. Purdue gets up because, I mean, Northwestern's averaging, I just looked that up, like 130 yards passing a game. Like, if Purdue gets up early, there's no way they're going to – and they're on their third-string quarterback. They're not going to throw the mm-hmm. into it. Uh, I don't know. I, I, if Plummer was back there, I'd feel a lot better just because you've seen him improve and he mm-hmm. what he is. Not really having a good uh, feel for what O'Connell and LeBron's going to do, but I think they'll have him ready. So, I think, yeah, I think Purdue's going to score 20 points and win by at least 10. <laughs> I think um... – one thing that kind of helps Aiden O'Connell is there's not a ton of tape on him, mm-hmm. really. Right. I mean, you got the spring game tape, you got the couple series against Illinois, and then you got this past Which weekend Illinois against Nebraska. Game was not good no. tape for anybody. No, um, but Brom's always been really high on how he can spin it. You know, his arm strength and everything, um, and, and you know he's made comments about uh, Plumbers wanting to put more on the ball and everything mm-hmm. you know, in the past. So. 
maybe this opens up the playbook in a little different <laughs> circumstance for O'Connell than than it did for Plummer. I don't know. It'll be interesting. But maybe yeah. we just have to we just have to trust the coaches at this point. I mean, it's <clears throat> it's just the hits keep on coming from an injury standpoint. But I feel good about it. I think especially if Purdue can get up early. I think Northwestern just quits. I mean, literally, yep. the only they cannot make a bowl. The only thing they're playing for this week is to end Purdue's bowl chances, yeah. um, even though they're slim, but they're still the chance. Yeah. So that's really the only thing they're playing for. Um, so I, I think Purdue wins. I'll go with a score of hmm, 27-17. Oh, my gosh. I hope, they, I hope Northwestern is 17. <laughs> I'm going 24-10. Yeah, I'm with you, Webby. I think it's going to be, yeah, like 21. Yeah. I mean, I don't even want to give Northwestern 17 <clears throat> points because they haven't been able to score in a month. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I just think they'll they'll find a way to get a few trips to the end zone. But uh, before we get into uh, predicting the rest of the week 11 games for the Big Ten and the top 25, I want to bring, I want to kind of pick your guys' brain. I know tomorrow we're doing this earlier than we normally do. We Usually we know kind of the Jeff Brom's weekly press conference, what he said, the injury report, update, and all that. Do you guys think Rondell plays this week? No. Mm-mm. I don't think so either. Especially with yeah. a bye week coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of thinking at this point it's going to be the IU game just because I think obviously you want to win that game. Um no, not going to push him back if it's kind of iffy. They're going to they be cautious and hold him back. So I think, and I'd be fine with it if we don't see him until the bucket game and he goes off and has a big game. Bucket, I'd be totally fine with that. I'm oh, thinking you know. Wisconsin game, like I'm kind of saying, weather dependent. If it's going to be a crappy day, do not even take him. <laughs> At least they play on turf. That's true. Yeah. But but yeah, hamstring is nothing to joke mm-hmm. around with. You want that thing 100% healed before you get a player out there. But how about Elijah? Well, this is interesting because we have not heard anything about Elijah. And I'm, th- I'm just thinking in my head, you know, he gets this next week to rest, gets that bye week. Could he be ready to go, especially if Purdue wins for if, Wisconsin? And especially if it comes out that Plummer's done for the year, I I would definitely see – I could definitely see Simbler back almost before more. I could see Simbler back for Wisconsin. It would be that would be a storybook. Yeah, I'm um, not. I've. Uh, you're talking about a broken bone, clavicle. Yeah, but I mean Trubisky's back. He didn't break anything. Though. <laughs> I thought he broke his clavicle. No, he uh, sprained his shoulder. shoulder. Yeah. Well, I mean it's his Is left he really shoulder back, though. though. Let's let's talk. We okay, I mean like <laughs> that's true, but I mean he's playing. It was a. Sindar's was his non-throwing shoulder, right? Yep. Correct. Okay, okay. Well, maybe. I mean, I mean, I mean yeah. Brom has not said he's out for the year. So, I know, and we're getting close down to the end stretch, but yeah. to the I don't same. know. It'd be interesting. <clears throat> and we got a question here from uh, Caleb Gerald. I uh, wonder what Neil's status is. Will he play at all the rest of the year? That's a great question. It's a great question. Um, I feel like we've kind of, at one point it was, he's probably not going to play at all. Just like in terms of like from my uh, perception. Then it was like, oh, he's you know he's out there like trying to do some condition. I think I read it somewhere he was doing some conditioning or something like mm-hmm. that. It's like, well, okay, maybe he is. Um, I think it's just kind of all on him. I feel like obviously Brom wants him back, but I feel like I mean if he's not confident, and especially with something like a knee injury like that, if you're not confident, you're not out there performing to your best. So it's I think it's just kind of a waiting game on how he feels. I mean that's that's a lot of weight on that knee. 
He's a big yeah, dude. I, so it's it, it's different than someone like, you know, like Amon Anderson. If he were to you know, hurt his knee like that, it's, he's a little guy compared to a DT. I would, uh, I'd kind of, I'd hope, I'm cautiously optimistic. I don't know. I just feels like Brom has been more positive and there's more activity the last couple of weeks about Neil doing stuff in practice. Like, I'm kind of hoping. I feel like this would be a good week to kind of ease him in, even if he's out there for 10, 15 snaps or something like that, or a couple series, just to kind of get back and hit somebody, kind of get a game. Mm-hmm. And then he's got a week, an extra week to kind of recover. And, I mean, he's got to be sore. He hasn't played a football game in a year. Um, yeah. And then get him, hopefully, more full speed for Taylor. Wisconsin, so. <laughs> yeah. I think the worst thing they did was, like, they kept making date, you know, target yeah. dates. Like, they took him up to Big Ten Media Day. You know, it was him, Marcus, and Rondell, which that was probably just a curse. Look, all three of these Oh, guys my gosh, him. yeah. But, you know, he gave no indication that he wasn't going to be ready for the Nevada game. And yeah. then all of a sudden it was like the week TCU, before. TCU. Neil's right. not going to play. And then it was the next week, the next week. Then then it was finally like Penn State. That is the date he's yeah. going to be back. Then a Penn State week came, and Brahms just like, he's out for the – foreseeable future or whatever and yeah. kind of just played mm-hmm. it off but then a few weeks ago he said he did, wouldn't rule him out for the season so it's a week-to-week thing yeah. it's just frustrating it's just kind of how this season's been just so many guys missing for purdue um we just like to get a few of them back but it's getting late and not not much yeah. time left but great great experience for the freshman that's for sure did uh did we see i, I wasn't paying attention too much but did, did we see any freshmen play against a um Nebraska that we hadn't seen yet? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. I didn't see Stephen Fouchot or uh, Dante Hunter, at least. Yeah. So, mm. I didn't see any anybody new. I mean, I guess there could have been a lineman or two, but I, don't, I, I didn't see Cam Craig out there as, as far yeah. as I know. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, we got some other Big Ten games here. I don't have any lines on my phone for whatever reason. don't know. Maybe they're, do. they're just not out. But I do know this one is high. Uh, the big Fox Big Noon game is Maryland at number three, eight and Ohio State. At Ohio State's a forty-four point favorite. I got forty-four 42. point favorite. I thought you said you didn't have any lines. I did know. That. I saw this one. Oh, uh, okay. I've got forty-two on the ESPN app. So, but yeah. Any either way, it's over forty <laughs> in a conference game. Unbelievable. And I said this in our group chat with our some other guys. Uh, I'd sad things. I think they cover. <laughs> I think Ohio State covers that. I, I don't Maryland know. Is bad. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Ohio State's not gonna like. They're not gonna play anybody in the second half. I don't think it matters. I think it's the thing. Yeah, I know, but good. still. Uh, Ohio well, didn't Ohio State put up like the ESPN predictor has Maryland's chance of winning is a point eight percent. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> I mean, Ohio State's put up 45, 42, 51, 76, 48, 34, 52, 38 points this year. And the scary thing is this isn't as high as the spread will be next week out Rutgers. Oh, my God. <laughs> there won't be a I line for that. I think, Ohio, I think Ohio State wins this one easily, but I'm going to say they don't cover. Yeah, I, kinda, I don't think I kinda so. I kind of agree with Andrew. They're going to pull their guys, and like, Maryland I, will score some garbage points. And I mean, like, they may not play the second quarter. <laughs> might not <laughs> oh man um it'll be interesting to see where ohio state is in the first rankings that come out tuesday the playoff rankings it'll be interesting to see where they are i okay, hold on i do say i think we said something similar for the wisconsin illinois game 
I feel like I said the same thing. We did. Taylor was not going to play the second half, and you did. Look how that worked out. So <laughs> you never know. That's why they play the game. But as as pretty, Evan, pretty Evan you sure said, you're saying there's a chance. Uh. The Big Ten game of the week here. I don't know if it's college game day. I haven't seen if game day is going to this one or Alabama LSU. I'm really not Ooh, sure. Man, that'd be tough to pass um, up. This is number five, Penn State at number thirteen, Minnesota. It's a noon game on ABC because supposedly Minnesota turned down the chance of having a night game. Why? I don't know. I've never heard well, of a school doing. Well, that. because PJ Flex got to fly to Tallahassee for his Florida State interview. Boom! <laughs> I'm glad Can you imagine? That guy, if he if he's Florida State's head coach, game one he's going to come out shirtless, <laughs> Seminole paint all over, and he's going to no the flaming spear in the middle of half. And he's going to come out, himself. and he'll be in a canoe. I mean, he's going to be carried out. <laughs> game is uh, game days in Tuscaloosa. Okay, so they didn't go to, but yeah, still, why would Minnesota could have the night ABC game and there's ABC at noon. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, that flecked uh, Tallahassee thing could could pick up some legs. I don't, I don't know. know. He's they've got to finish the year pretty well. I think oh. the state's going to want somebody more proven. What do you guys think about this game? I think Penn State. I don't know what the line is. I think Penn State by six and a half. Penn State. Penn I State. I think they win double digits. Yeah, I think they cover. I think Penn State's really good. I think Minnesota's pretty good, but I think Penn State's really good. I agree with you guys. I think Minnesota is actually pretty good. I hate to admit that, but. I think Penn State's really, really good, and they're just too athletic. Um, I can see it being a good game, but I think I think Penn State wins and covers. So, here's an interesting one. Lovey Smith called this Illinois' biggest game since he's been there. You have five and four Illinois on a three-game win streak at four and four Michigan State. Line is Michigan State eleven and a half. Whoa. Yeah, that's Whoa. a little high. A little disrespectful to Santa Whoa. Lovey over there. Man. <sighs> I really don't know because I was not able to watch the Purdue Illinois game, so I don't really know much about the Illinois game or the Illinois team. Um, how's their How's their offense? I mean, I know, they're good at running the ball. How's good? I can't remember Michigan State. With they Michigan State, you get pretty good defense. They just mm-hmm. can't score much. Right. Yeah. I think Michigan State wins. I don't think they cover though. I think it's a pretty close game. I'm gonna take Illinois. Wow, I'm gonna pick Michigan State, but. I don't know, yeah. but I would love to see that lovey. Uh, so yeah, I would, yeah, I'm up there. All about Illinois winning. Oh, I'm not. Illinois wins, gets to a bowl game already. Uh, no, nope, I don't want. They still have Northwestern on the schedule. See, that's what I want. So they're at Iowa next week. So I want to see them lose to Michigan State, Iowa, and come down to that Northwestern game and Northwestern score like 50 and just <laughs> come out of nowhere and just like Hunter Johnson just slinging it. Well, do you guys think? It. Say, say Illinois does beat Michigan State. Could Dan Tonio be in trouble? No. Uh, I, no. Okay. He's an institution. I was just just wondering. Yeah. So. It's what if Illinois wins? The fact that Illinois and Indiana are both bowl eligible before like <coughs> the stuff in the season and Purdue is not is. I know. I know. <laughs> sad reality. It's the, the fact it's the fact or the fact Indiana already has seven wins, and they're already guaranteed a winning season for the second time in like. 28 years, years yeah, whatever stupid. it is, oh. um, makes one a puke. But also, <laughs> look, uh, whatever. Look at their schedule. I mean, that's just so upset. That's, that's all schedule. you gotta say. They, they, they beat the teams they need to beat, and that's what you I want. Know. That's what good, that's what good teams do. You gotta do. play who's on your, who, who's yeah. on your, who's on your. Uh, Which I know Purdue's still schedule. trying to. Uh, so. 
<laughs> very true. Very, very true, Caleb. Very it true. could. So he actually, I was kind of thinking about that. I mean, it may make it a little easier for the administration to eventually, if something does happen, that would should have fired him a long time ago. Now it's like another. Now there's more of a reason. Before, like like Izzo, like all the scandals and stuff that happened, like there, like there's no way, like. Oh, he's too good. Of, he's too good of a coach. Like they go to the final four every five years. Like now we can't get rid of him no matter what. Antonio kind of that way. Now it could be trending back to could be in the future. Maybe I don't know. And then we got we we don't have a night game in the Big Ten this week. Um, thanks to Minnesota, we have a four <laughs> o'clock game though. A good one in the Big Ten West. Number eighteen Iowa six and two at number sixteen Wisconsin, who's also six and two. The line is Wisconsin nine and a half. That's a lot. Yeah, I was born though. Yeah. I think Wisconsin wins. Wisconsin's not yeah. boring. I mean, They're better than Iowa. In terms yeah. Of I, they, they, Wisconsin has lost two straight. At Camp Randall, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Wisconsin and they'll cover. I guess. Yeah, Wisconsin covers. I think. Yep, I agree with you guys there. Uh, heading to the top 25, we won't cover all the games because we got a bunch of basketball to talk about here. Yeah, but, we do. Um, undefeated 8-0, number 11, Baylor, is at 4-4 four and four TCU. Baylor is a one-point favorite. <laughs> one point. Going frogs, man. This is just interesting because Baylor's your prototypical Big 12 team. And TCU is like the outlier for that whole conference. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. more defense. Mm. Going TCU at home. No, I think Baylor. Took Baylor. Yeah, I think Baylor as well. I mean, you know, it's interesting. You got Baylor and even Minnesota. These are two teams that are undefeated. They have an outside shot of the playoff, but nobody's really talking about them having a shot at the playoff. Mm-hmm. But I, I like Baylor in that one. Um, number twenty-two, seven and one, Wake Forest at five and three, Virginia Tech. Who should have beat Notre Dame yesterday and mm. fell flat on their face? <coughs> uh, Wake Forest is a three-point favorite. Give me Wake. Yeah, I think Wake and they cover. I'm gonna pick VT. I think Wake Forest quarterback leads the ACC in passing. It's not. Uh, it's not Newman. Uh, it's not Jamie. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, it's not Sunshine over there. Jamie um, Newman. No idea who that is. I think, yeah, I saw that. I was watching. I think it was a highlight there showing their game. This is, did, you, did you guys know that he leads the ACC in passing? Well, just doing right, a quick. Because Trevor Lawrence doesn't play like the second half of most he, of the game. He does have 22 more yards, it looks like. Lawrence has 2,027. Newman, 2,059. Mm. Yeah, 22 yards, so I guess technically, yes. College game day game, number one LSU at number two Alabama. Alabama's won eight straight in this series. Alabama's also a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Can Joe Burrow get it done on the road Is Tuscaloosa? Is Tua going to play? I believe so. He's a game-time decision, but I got to think he'll play. Yeah, I think so. Um, Man, it's a tough one. Yeah, they're both I'm going to go with LSU. I, really like, I like the LSU team a lot. I think they go in there and get it done. Are they in separate divisions or in the same division? Same. They're in the same division, okay. Yeah, I think LSU gets it done. So the winner of this game is probably going to play Georgia in the SEC championship. Yeah. Does the loser get knocked out of the playoffs? It that depends. I think that all depends yes. on who wins. Because they're not going to be. They're not going to be. Because the Alabama's still got to play Auburn. 
Yeah. If, but they're not going to be in the conference. The loser's not going to be in the conference championship game. Correct. Correct. So they're, they're not going to have someone like yeah. Ohio State's going to have to lose. Yeah. Um, Ohio State, Penn State, in a few weeks, got to have a big ramification. Yeah. Assuming Penn State beats Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I can't see him from the Pac-12. Oh, no one's undefeated in the Pac-12, right? No, you got one yeah. loss Oregon and one loss Utah. Yeah. Nope. Uh, Big 12, I mean. Baylor. Yeah. You got one loss Oklahoma, but. Yeah. I, yeah. In ACC, you got Clemson, so. Yeah, there's definitely a shot, but. Give me Alabama. Um, I hope LSU beats them. I'll go on record and say that, but. <laughs> Johnny Menzel's the last guy to win in Alabama. And that was back in like 2013. They haven't lost there since. Mm. So, give me Alabama. You convinced me, Tan. Yeah, I'll pick Alabama. I, I hate it. But I don't think they cover, though. Number 20, Kansas State at Texas. Texas is, Texas is favored by five and a half. Hmm. Texas. Yeah. Name's Hook'em. Yeah. I I'm like Texas. Say, I'm going to yep. say Texas, but they don't cover. I'm going to say it's a three-point game. Uh, a few more games here. you got 5-3 and three, Missouri at number 6, 7-1 and one, Georgia, who had a nice impressive win over Florida. We were all three wrong on that <laughs> last week. Yeah. I do not have a line on this game. For whatever reason, ESPN app does not have I anything. think Georgia wins in the cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, just saying by a lot. I'm saying it's probably a lot. <laughs> you got uh, number 15, 6-2 Notre Dame at 4-4 four four, Duke. It is a true road game. It's not a neutral site game it's played at duke yep and duke or sorry notre dame <laughs> is a six point favorite only six points yeah man i you know i laugh at notre dame fans they're so delusional <laughs> calling for kelly i mean they're probably gonna go 10 and 2 again and <laughs> it's like they just expect to win the national championship every year i mean i mean i'm not a brian kelly fan by any means and i can't stand notre dame i'm just like you guys are delusional i mean some of their fans think they can get urban hmm I don't think so. I would throw up. Oh, my there. gosh. Tanner, you didn't hear it. Evan, I you were watching. I forward to Brom smoking him in 2021. Oh, my. Speaking of Urban, um, his coverage, like the halftime, the pregame. I saw the halftime. Oh, he was, was – it was terrible. He's still butthurt. Oh, my yeah. gosh. He was – yeah. He was frustrating. Yeah. Uh, give me Notre Dame the cover. Yeah. Yeah, same. cover easily. Uh, a couple more games. Number four, Clemson at NC State. NC State's four and four. Got absolutely shellacked by Wake Forest <laughs> yesterday, so I missed that pick from last week. Probably say. No, uh, Clemson's a thirty-one point favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think they win. They cover. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Are there always? I, are there always this big alliance every year, or like? It seems like it's a crazy this year. Yeah. Lines, well, the ACC sucks besides Wake Forest and Clemson. So. And right now it would be Clemson and Pitt for the second straight year for the ACC championship. <laughs> yep. Uh, Iowa State at number nine, Oklahoma. Iowa State's five and three. Matt Campbell has always been the name for the jobs, and it's kind of it's kind of you're not hearing his name too much right now. Oklahoma's a thirteen point favorite. And I like Oklahoma to win and cover. Mm-hmm. Hurts. Nope. Same. And then uh, two more games. You got six and two Wyoming at seven and one number twenty one Boise State. Yes, Boise State finally lost, like they do every year. It looks like they're <laughs> going to run the table and they fall short in some yeah. They're uh, Boise State's eleven and a half point favorite. They get it done on the Smurf turf and they cover. The That's Smurf the turf. You're not gonna you're not gonna take Joe Tillers. Uh, that one school, I mean, yeah. They, there you they go. Beat, 
they beat Missouri. Uh, they're they're no flukes, but I like Boise State. They're gonna be mad. Uh-huh. So. They got five and four Nevada at number twenty four <laughs> seven and one San Diego State. San Diego State's a sixteen and a half point favorite. They win and they cover. I'm gonna say they win, but they don't cover. I think they cover. I'm still mad. I know. I knew <laughs> Tanner. I'm shocked you didn't pick Nevada just to say like. Make us make us feel better that Nevada's going to win like eight games no, this year or something. And not. Nevada went. Nevada's five and four. They need one more win. So how Ooh. great would it be right now if we just had that game? We'd feel so much better. Feel a lot mm-hmm. better. Oh well. Okay, okay. I don't know if I'd say. A, I don't know if I'd say like a lot better. I don't want to be feeling good. Yes, you'd feel a lot better, I guess. But not. I mean, good, I don't think. I feel a lot better going into Northwestern still, even though they're a good, you know, a seven-win team playing IU than I would going having potential to have four wins and having to go to Wisconsin to keep the bowl. Yeah, that's alive. true. That's true. I consider that a lot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, I know Evan's ready for this, but Andrew, are you ready to reverse gears and talk a little uh, hardwood Purdue basketball? Is there going to be some Butler basketball talk in there too? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Crossroad classic time maybe, but no. I'm going to have to step uh, out that week, I think. <laughs> For those who don't uh, know, Andrew's a Butler grad. Yes, he is. And, and he's torn every time the mm. Crossroad Classic comes around, Purdue plays against Butler. But um, we're, we're, we're talking about a Purdue team last year that's coming off an Elite Eight appearance that was mere seconds away for the first Final Four since 1980. I still have not watched any of that game, and I just don't plan to. <laughs> I still don't even like talking about it, but I feel like I had to bring it up. And Purdue coming off a season when they went 26-10, and 10, including 16-4 and 4 in the Big Ten, and earned a share of the Big Ten championship with Michigan State. They lost Carson Edwards, second-round pick to the Boston Celtics. They lost Ryan sharpshooting Ryan Klein and hustler Grady Eifert. Those two are the two winningest Purdue basketball players in program history. So a lot of big shoes to fill out of those three. Not easily done. Purdue's going to be a different team than they were last year. They're not going to shoot up thousand threes like they did last year mm-hmm. I think they're going to play more through the post they're going to be a really strong defensive team I think mm-hmm. I guess uh, what are your guys' expectations but first I guess we should recap they had their one and only exhibition game on Friday night against Southern Indiana a division 2 team that's usually pretty good or at least historically has been Purdue won 88-59 to Eric Hunter Jr. played the most minutes of any player with 22. I thought that was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Of course, Nodell Eastern yep. was not playing out with a foot injury. They're hoping to have him ready Wednesday night when they play Green Bay. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Wheeler was the lead scorer with 17 points on 6 of 7 shooting. Matt Harms had 16 points on 5 of 7 shooting. Proctor had 10 points on 4 of 5 shooting. Williams had 10 points on 4 of 4 shooting. Hunter, 9 points on 4 of 7 shooting. Thompson, eight points on three of six shooting. Boudreaux, seven points on one for five shooting. And then Emmanuel Dewana and Brandon Newman also scored. Uh, it sounded like Purdue played pretty good. I just saw highlights. I didn't watch the game. I wasn't there in attendance. But it sounded like it was a pretty good showing out of the Boilermakers. Yeah, yeah I mean, you mentioned Aaron Wheeler, six for seven, including four of four from three, which I think he's definitely going to be. He's definitely my player to watch this year. He's been – He's my player to watch last year, I feel like, going into you're, it. You're driving the Aaron Wheeler <laughs> bandwagon pretty much. I've been excited since he showed up on campus um, just because we haven't had a player like him at Purdue. I think he's he's the player I wanted uh, Vincent Edwards to be, but 
Vincent just wasn't as athletic as as Wheeler is. Um, Vince could slash though, man. He, yeah, he could. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I love Vince. He was one of my favorite players. Um, but I think Wheeler just his he just brings a different athletic uh, athleticism to that kind of stretch three, that four position, depending on what where we play him at. But you had also once that I thought was pretty cool was Emmanuel Dubona had five rebounds, all of them offensive. Um, <laughs> We had 13 offensive rebounds. I think that's going to be something that we see a lot this year. I think we're going to be pretty good, especially when we get no gel back. Is, I think we're mm. going to crash the offensive glass pretty well. Um, you had Isaiah Thompson played 21 minutes. Um, you know, Air Country played 22 again. We didn't have no gel, so it's kind of kind of why I think definitely Isaiah is kind of the uh, go-to backup point guard. I think, I think we're going to see Hunter play more of a two-role this year, in my opinion. You had Sasha play 20 minutes. Jihad played 21 Wheeler played 18, Harms played 17. Your starters were Sasha, uh, Hunter, Proctor, Harms, and Wheeler. I think when Nogel comes back, you're going to substitute him in for Hunter. I think. I think the. I think. I think we're going to see Sasha get some starts. I think he's going to. I think Sasha's going to be a nice little piece for us this year. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing him take that next step. Mm-hmm. He's one I was kind of on the fence about. Yeah. yeah, I was on the fence about even after last year. I was like, I don't know how he's going to fit in next year, but it sounds like he's made some some improvements mm-hmm. in his mm-hmm. game. And and uh, he played good, it sounded like, against Providence in that secret scrimmage. One of few. Um, <laughs> ah, who cares about those, though, really? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. I think, you know, I'm kind of going into this season. I'm trying not to have – I have, like, goals in mind. I like the teams to reach, but I'm trying not to have – a lot of expectations either. I know mm-hmm. that kind of offsets each other, having goals and expectations. But last year I didn't know what to expect. And like I said, Purdue was mere seconds away from making the Final Four. So it turned out pretty good, even when and they were 6-5. Five, five, yeah. And we were all about ready to lose our minds. Mm-hmm. Um, it's but, it's uh, pretty crazy how the teams changed the last two, two years. I mean, two years ago you had that senior class of Vince, PJ, Dakota, Isaac, and are gone. And then last year you come in, okay, you got Carson, who was coming off a, a great sophomore year. Like, okay, not sure what to expect, and Purdue has that great year, and seconds away from the Final Four. And then now it's all again. It's okay, it's just kind of re, kind of starting over, just kind of re, uh, mm-hmm. re, I guess, have a new identity every year. Just it's kind of, it's interesting after, after having that, that class, that senior four years, where it's just had two or three years in a row where you kind of knew what to expect. Like, okay, you've got your four, your four seniors or four sophomores, four juniors, that class that was just so consistent. You knew what to expect. It's, it's, I think we see this team play a lot more like uh, the Hammond senior year team. I think we're Hammonds or I guess I think maybe more of the when with Haas and all of those guys where we're going to play through the post. We have the ability to have those shooters on the outside. I guess I'm a little hesitant to say that just because we've got a lot of shooters, but no one's actually proven it. And we don't have a Biggie Swan again. Yeah. again. Um, Isaac Haas. I mean, that's what. I'm kind of interested to see how playing to the post because I mean I don't know Harms as much like as a true post up center down low if he yeah. all that much I mean Travion does but he's also way different than Hop because yeah. he does have that skill to kind of put the ball on the ground and shoot a little bit more. I think we're gonna see a, a crap ton of pick, pick and roll yeah. with Harms like we did last year. Just he's just so good at that and you can kind of just throw it up to him because he's just a massive human being. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a ton of pick and pops with Harms too, and that's going to be huge. Can he consistently knock down a long-range jumper? Mm-hmm. So if he can, and he has a really good season, this could be his last year in a pretty mm-hmm. uniform. Yeah. Then you think about it too. I mean, if, if he can 
keep the defense honest. You know, if they go for that, you know, they think he's going to pop out. That just can make him roll and just have a wide. Oh open. man, him and oh, him yeah, and no gel, him and no gel running that'll just be unbelievable mm-hmm. if he can keep the defense honest with him popping out. Uh, yeah, that'd be fun. Who do you guys think uh, leads the team in scoring this year? That was one of my questions. So uh, I think Matt Harms. Right I think Matt Harms leads the team in scoring. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is it how much? How much is it? He's gonna be like sixteen something. I mean, I was gonna say fourteen. Yeah. I, think I don't know. It's so do I, yeah, because I'm uh, not gonna have a Carson type of like twenty-five points. A game. No, 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 and that's where if it, if it ends up in that like fourteen range, I think no gel pushes because I think he's gonna be really active and mm-hmm. and get four points on offensive putbacks. And I mean, he shot this free throw so much better last year. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be more aggressive, and I think he's gonna take a bump up and can push too. But I think it's harms as well. I, I do have a few questions for you guys, kind of like we did in our very first episode before football. Um, one of them relates to scoring. Does Purdue have anybody score 25 points in a game this year at all? Ooh, that's a good question. And if so, who? I'm going to say Harms does it once, and I think Travion will do it once. Oh. See, my – I think Travion is just going to get a game, and he's just going to dominate, and he's going to hit a three, and then he'll just go like <laughs> – he'll go eight of ten in the lane or something like that, and – I think it's gonna be Wheeler. If he, if anyone does it, it's gonna be Wheeler. Now I don't know if he's gonna do it, but just because he can knock down the three, I think he's gonna get hot one game, and he has the athletic ability to just get a ton of putbacks. But I feel like somebody's gonna do it like one time. Mm-hmm. And my dark horse is Jawad Jawa, Jawad Proctor. <laughs> Jeez, I can't say his name. Yeah, um, but I don't know really what to expect from him. But yeah. from everything I read, he's a scorer. So yep, I think he's gonna be a lot like this name might not instill confidence in people, but I think he's going to be a lot like Tyrone Johnson in terms of just a big guard. But I think he's got a little bit better shot than Tyrone. I actually like Tyrone. I think he played really hard. And I think Tyrone really... had some really good games. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I think I think John's going to have a really good mid-range game. I think he can shoot decently pretty well from the three. I know he didn't last year because he had an injury to his shoulder, but I could that's a that's a good pick. I didn't really consider him all that much. But I just I think there's going to be a lot of minutes split there at the guard, though, with Hunters, yeah. uh, Proctor, and Ojel. That'll be interesting. Thompson. Yeah, Thompson. Newman. Yeah, I mean, all of them up there. Does Matt Harms hit 23s this year? 20 or more, I should say. I don't think so. So that's... I don't know how many he hit last year, to be honest, but I, I feel like that's many. a part of the game he's been working on from everything mm-hmm. I've read. So. I mean, that's... Listen, won a game. You play 31 regular season games. I think he can do it. Yeah, I think he'll do it. So he'll he definitely did. shoot him. He'll definitely shoot 20. Is it going to be like, Is how many is Painter going to let him have? Is Painter going to let him say you get a game? I mean, I mean if, he, if he's if he can consistently hit yeah. him, that is huge. Yeah. I mean, didn't Painter say last year at the um, – they asked Carson, like, that at the, at the Big Ten media day, like, oh, I mean, like, it's Harms out there, 7'3", seven, three, like, 7'3", seven, guys hitting threes. Like, what does that look like to you? Carson mm-hmm. says, like, oh, an NBA player Yep, yeah, that's exactly what he said. That was a year ago, so I mean, but we didn't really see it last year. Like, he hit a big one. It, I remember though. against Illinois. Yeah, yeah a really big one. But uh, he's got good looking stroke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. That'd be that'd be pretty cool if he does. Because that'd be pretty. Will Matt Harms be a first or second team All Big Ten selection? Yes. Yes. I think defense. I mean, for defense alone, plus I mean, Purdue's going to have to have him score. So, I mean, he's going to be up there. Will Purdue have a player be the defensive, the Big Ten defensive player of the year? Yes. 
just I think the hype going into it alone right now is enough to is gonna carry it a decent amount as long as they have a who is it? No uh, arms. Mm. Harms or no jail, yeah. Yeah, like, who is it? It's kind of like when it could have been uh, uh, Raphael or yeah. AJ Hammonds that I one year. I thought it was gonna be I thought it was gonna be Raphael that year. I thought for sure. And then when it was Hammonds, I was like, oh, okay. I guess I didn't <laughs> do that. Um, I hope. Who was the jail? Who was the defensive, who was defensive player last year? <laughs> I'm trying. I can't remember if they favored big men more or like I, guards. I'll look it up. I'm gonna go no gel. I think so, just because he's gonna Los have Andrew's that. Got it. I got it. Uh, Josh Reeves. Oh, Penn State. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think because you're gonna have no gel constantly on the, the other team's best guard, and I think just he kind of had that. I mean, as much as the media sucks at times, but they definitely drive a lot of that that narrative, just like they did a couple years ago when they were trying to make a story of Ethan Hat pushing Biggie for Big Ten Player of the Year, which was never gonna happen. <laughs> um, Oh, I think no gel gets it. It's such a uh, benefit to have a big guy back there that can swat shots like Matt Harms because mm-hmm. it allows our guards to be aggressive and pressure mm-hmm. the ball. Mm-hmm. And if they get if they get past, you know, okay, Matt's yeah. back there to recover. So it's like when we had AJ. Because Isaac never was that. Isaac no. Isaac could cause people to change their shots just because mm-hmm. he's a gigantic human, but he could he's never be wall. real good at blocking shots. Yeah. And, and one thing AJ was so good at was blocking shots and keeping them in play. Mm-hmm. You guys remember. That's one thing I hope Matt improves on this year because usually he'll just swat it into like the fifth row and scream. But that gets the crowd into it, yeah. It does. Yeah. And then Harms gets to scream and piss off every other fan. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, uh, last question I at least I got written down. Who leads the freshman in minutes? Let's say Thompson. Yeah, Thompson. I like that pick. I think so. I too. think uh, Newman is going to have a, a, a season kind of similar to Hunter this year, where he's going to he's going to be a little bit of a slow start for him. I just feel like it's, he's just from everything I've read, he's it's kind of he's taking him a while to get things going. Um, but once he once he figures it out, he'll be. I think Hunter really turned it on uh, towards the end of last year. I think it's going to be kind of something similar that Newman does. It's gonna, he's going to take a while to get used to the college game, um, but once he figures it out, he'll be good to go. Do we see Mason Gillis redshirt? No. Oh, okay. I don't think I don't so think either. So. But I don't think so. Anybody, I don't think anybody does. Um, trying to think what I was going to say. I can't remember who leads the freshmen. In, you, you said minutes, right? Who, who do you think leads them in scoring? Do we think Thompson's going to score? I think, I think so. Thompson. I think it'll be Thompson too. Yeah. I think Newman's going to have flashes. Like I could see him yeah. having the highest scoring game. For a freshman, freshman but yeah. I think you're gonna see a lot of turnovers with him too. Just learning mm-hmm. the game, and I think Thompson will be more steady, more of a shooter. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's gonna be like PJ. Mm-hmm. Where do you see? I guess we'll go before the Big Ten season. Where do you see any losses happening? I think uh, they'll uh, lose I'll, go, I'll go through the schedule. So we got. Uh, um, I'll go through a couple games at a time. So we got starting off Wednesday, November 6th this Wednesday, we got home against Green Bay. Um, then we have Saturday at home at Mackey versus Texas. And then November 13th, Wednesday at Marquette for the Gavit games. Do we see pretty tripping up for any of those games? No. How I, mean, there, I, th- I think Texas and Marquette will be tough. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Texas beat us last year 72-68, uh, to 68, even though Carson went for 40. Um, no Jackson Hayes though, which is good. No, he was he's in the NBA. Shaka's two and zero against Painter, but that crowd's gonna be rocking. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. remember a 
Yeah, Villanova might have been the second game of the year mm. a few years ago. I think it but was, yeah. This is a big time matchup for a early season game. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I, I like Purdue Mackey. I can't go against Purdue Mackey. And then yeah. at Marquette, <laughs> I'm still mad that the Gavit Games did this. It's stupid because Purdue just played at Marquette two years ago there. Mm-hmm. But the, I think they're a one one dimensional team with Marcus Howard. Howard. He's a yeah. great. I mean, he's gonna get his. He's probably gonna get thirty points. Well, I, I think No Gel's gonna. I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's gonna take forty shots. Yeah, I think he's gonna get like twenty five points, but it's gonna be on thirty shots yeah. or something stupid yeah. like that. Yeah. <clears throat> I think Purdue gets that game, so I don't see Purdue tripping up in the first three games. Okay, then we got. Um, whoop! Lost it. Lost it again. Here we go. We're back. Um, next three games. <laughs> Uh, Saturday, November 16th versus Chicago State in Mackey. They're then we terrible. Have, <laughs> yeah, they're not good. Uh, then Saturday, November 23rd, uh, also in Mackey versus Jacksonville State. Nope. They're the Gamecocks. Didn't know that. Uh, cool. And then Friday, November 29th, Black Friday in Dustin, Florida uh, against VCU. I think they will drop one in that tournament. Uh, I don't know if it'll be against VCU, Tennessee, or Florida State. Tennessee's not yeah good at these type no. of tournaments i think they drop one somewhere in there yeah i think they i don't know the bracket but i think they'll lose to tennessee if they play them again florida state's top 25 team mm-hmm. yeah. this year too so yeah um then ask eh, screw we'll say there's two big 10 teams in here but we'll, we'll throw it in there um, we got December 4th, the big one, Wednesday night in Mackey against Virginia for the ACC Big Ten Challenge. I then could we, see them losing that. Yeah, but that's, I think that's going to be the one we drop. I don't, I'm going to say we drop. win, but I, that's just that's just me being a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think we can win, but, man, I don't know. The place could be rocking, though. Yeah, I've, I, I just have a bad feeling that – not really a bad feeling, but I feel like this, this season could – the preseason can kind of go a little similar to last year where we are just kind of trying to figure things out. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then kind of go from there. But then we got uh, two Big Ten games, uh, a little bit easier than last year. Uh, Sunday, December 8th, home against Northwestern, and then uh, Sunday, December 15th at Nebraska. I got these two teams as my 13th and 14th teams <laughs> in the conference. Um, so yeah. I think Purdue's really is going to benefit from that. I think they get both of those. Yep, start up 2-0. Nice. Mm-hmm. And then this is going to be a tough one. Uh, uh, Tuesday, December 17th, 9 p.m. game at the University of Ohio. Or is it at Ohio University or University yeah. of Ohio? I can't remember. I hate these games. Yep, it's a lose-lose. Actually, I mean, I was thinking this earlier. It's like it's a lose-lose because if you win, are they a Mac school? They're Mac, yeah. right? Yeah. You, okay, you beat a Mac team, great. But if you lose, you lost. But I think for this team, it's only going to be mm-hmm. I think, beneficial just from the experience of that sort of type of environment. Um, that game was made with the football contract when they right. played <laughs> Ohio two years ago for Friday night. It was signed with, okay, we'll play out there on Friday night if we. Play, we can host you in basketball. Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at the past. Purdue usually does okay on at Mac opponents. Besides at Eastern Michigan a few years ago when they lost like thirty nine thirty six, which was one of the worst <laughs> basketball games I've ever seen in my life. I stopped but, studying for finals to watch that stupid game. But you know, I, I recall trips that I was really nervous about, and then that Purdue came out and dominated, like at Ball State in like two thousand eight or nine. At Valpo. At Valpo, my freshman year in college, I remember I just I didn't want to watch the game. <laughs> I was convinced it was ESPNU. Brandon Wood was playing for Valpo. I was convinced they were going to kill us. Play, and we went in there just dominated. So yeah. sometimes it just looks scary on paper. It's not. But 
It's it's like that I said, was supposed I mean, it's to kind be of a kind of Robbie's homecoming too, but he couldn't yep. play. Yep. No, I'm just depressed. Robbie and, and Scott Martin. Yeah. Originally. Um, Andrew, you can't answer this one. I'm gonna uh, December twenty first. Yeah. <laughs> December twenty first, uh Cross Class against Butler. Hate this it, too. Then we finish <laughs> the non conference uh home in Mackey Saturday, December twenty eighth versus Central Michigan. I'll say they get Butler and get Central Michigan. Yeah. So you got us losing two games in the non con yeah. I've got us losing two games in non con, so better than last year. So I'll take that see. right now. Yeah. Where do you guys see us ending the Big Ten? Fourth place. Fourth. Who's your t- who's your four? Michigan State. I have Ohio State as number two. Ooh. I have Maryland <laughs> as number three. Ohio State's gonna be very young, but I think their freshman class is very good. And I think Holtman's a good coach. Holtman's, Sorry, Andrew. Holtman's a good coach. Yeah. Andrew would know. But he's a good coach. <laughs> I, I got all my teams listed, but that was my top four. Yeah, go for it. Number five, I got Illinois. Oh, okay. Um, I yeah, I like this Illinois team. I think if they if they can't get to the tournament <laughs> this year, Underwood's is really going to be on the hot seat. Yeah. Number six, I got Michigan. They lost a lot, but they also have some <sighs> nice returning pieces and uh, Howard. Um, Interested to see what he Zaver does. They got Simpson and they got um, oh, who's their center? Uh, number twenty-five. Yes. Um, oh. Um, Oh crap! I just said I had his name. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, start big white. Team. Yeah, big white guy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They got. Uh, I'm gonna look it up. Uh, this is driving me. They crazy. got both of those guys back, so they'll help. Uh, number seven, I got Iowa, and I had them down lower until Bohannon. Yeah, what? Teskey. The Teske. There you go. Teskey. Yes. They also yes. got Mo, Mo Wagner's little brother, but he's yes. injured. Uh, Michigan mm. does, but. I thought Bohannon was out for the year, so I had Iowa down on my list. When I realized he's back, I'm like, him, Garza, Wieskamp, uh, um, Franz Boy. I mean, they got some pieces, so I put them at seventh. They don't have Cook anymore, do they? No. I got Wisconsin at eight. I got Indiana at nine. Penn State at ten. Minnesota, 11. Rutgers, 12. Northwestern 13 and Nebraska 14. Why Nebraska last? I just don't think they have much. Um, new coach, Horiberg. Mm-hmm. New new system. Uh, they lost Roby to the NBA yep. draft. I thought that hurt them. Um, they just weren't very good last good. year. And I just, I don't know. I just, I, a lot of other people I saw had them 13th or 14th. So I kind of piggybacked on that. I mean, probably can't. Can't go wrong. Rutgers, Nebraska. No. 13. Rutgers, Nebraska. Nebraska, Rutgers. What's the difference? Yep. I think we're going to finish third. I hope so. I mean, ahead of of Ohio State behind. I think Ohio State kind of falters somewhere in the middle. Ahead of Maryland? Yeah, Maryland second, Michigan State number one. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big Turgeon guy. No, me neither. Yeah. I think they've got got great talent every year, but he doesn't coach them that well. And Michigan State's just going to be really good. I hate it, but yeah. there is what there is. I'm really intrigued to see how we do against them because they don't have a very good post presence, so I might think um, we can exploit that with. And we get them once at home on CBS on a Sunday. And Langford. have to go up there. Yeah, Joshua Langford's out. out until, what, January or something? Yeah, it's just going to be. Evaluate again. Winston. Yeah. So I got, I got a question for you guys. I got an argument with an Illinois fan last night. I wonder, um, who, that, wonder who that could be. <laughs> 
we were looking at the schedule, and I said, oh, Purdue's got at Illinois over Christmas break. It's like January 5th. Students won't be back. That's good. He goes, that stuff doesn't matter. I said, are you serious? I said, students matter. Well, I mean, I mean uh, maybe at Illinois game. I mean, maybe we're like, not very loud to begin with. I'm like, that matters everywhere. Students are a huge part yeah. of a game day environment. I'm like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I've seen Purdue drop games over Christmas break when if the students were there, I think they win. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I think am it, I crazy for thinking that? No, I think it. Uh, you're definitely not crazy. I, I think students add just a completely different level uh, to the environment, which is what makes college sports in general just so much better and why I like them so much more than I like professional sports. Um, although uh, there has been some games I've been at Mackey where the students haven't been there and the crowd's been bonkers. Um, that's Mackey. That's Mackey, though. West Virginia. Yeah, that's Mackey, yeah. That's the thing. It's, it, just, it really depends on the, the venue and the um, – the team probably. The team I think it's the program, and if it's something like you know, I feel like you know Purdue is you know a middling you know maybe like they're hovering around five hundred. We get a big game in Mackey against like a Michigan State or someone, and the students are there. It can have a big difference. But if it's that game, you know, January third, and no students are there against like a good team, and we're not doing that great, I could see you know a blowout happening. Um, I think it definitely matters to a to a point. Yeah. yeah, I am glad you guys agree with me. I'm glad I'm not thinking I'm crazy. Also, so. shout out to uh, Boiler Nation for selling out an exhibition game. That's pretty cool. Against Southern Indiana, that's pretty cool. Yep, uh, I got a few quick game notes uh, for this week's matchups. Uh, Purdue plays uh, Wisconsin Green Bay, the Phoenix, on uh, Wednesday night to open up the 2019-2020 season. I don't think they've played before. At least if so, I couldn't find any information on it. I think the reason they scheduled this game is Green Bay's coach Link Darner was a former Purdue basketball player, played on Gene Cady's team from 1990 through 94. He was a team captain as a senior in 93-94 when Purdue won the Big Ten and made the elite trip to the Elite Eight before they lost to a That's Grant cool. Hill-led Duke team. Did not know that. Um, he's been Green Bay's coach since 2015. Um, before then, he was at Florida Southern, and before then, he was at St. Joe's College. And he's been through assistant coach at a few other spots, so I think that was one main reason they scheduled this mm-hmm. game. Usually, you see that a lot. At least, at least Purdue does that. It's always yeah. pretty cool to see yep. um, them bring some old, some sort, some sort of connection back. Um, yep. So it's always cool to see that. Keep it in the family. Yeah, yep. think Katie will be there. Yeah, he was there. He was, was he there, there uh, for the football Friday? Game oh, okay. Nebraska, a picture so. of him and Drew. That's cool. So my guess is he stays. Yeah, I mean, I'm, um, I know he typically does when, when Purdue has. Mm-hmm. His guys. And then Purdue plays Texas on Saturday, like we said. Uh, Purdue's one and two against Texas all time. Uh, Purdue beat them on March 12th, 1999 in the NCAA tournament by a score of 58-54. Lost to them on um, March 23rd, 2003, 77-67 in the NCAA tournament. And TJ lost Ford was on that team. Yep. Mm, and lost that. to them last year. And they made the Final Four that year, by the way. And yep. lost to him last year on December 9th, 72-68 in Carson's we were the homecoming. Ni- we were the nine seed that year, weren't we? When we beat LSU. Was that it? Because weren't they a one seed? Wasn't Texas a one seed? Were they the eight nine game? Yeah, yeah, we beat LSU. Mm. Melvin Buckley had a huge yeah. game before he transferred to South Florida. So, yeah. And then Kenneth Lowe and Dean, those guys, yeah, lost <coughs> to, uh, to Texas. But it's always fun when you get a big-time uh, name program mm-hmm. to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, 
looking forward to that one. So uh, just crazy to think that basketball season's already upon us. It's mm-hmm. it's um, it's nice though with uh, Purdue struggling at football to have have basketball here. So, yeah. mm-hmm. but the football team still got a pulse for a bowl game. Hope they can keep it going on Saturday over in Evanston against Northwestern. Uh, final thoughts either for football or basketball. Uh, I think uh, basketball gets a win on Wednesday, and uh, Purdue fans are really happy next Saturday when both teams get a victory. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. Uh, it's a nice little two games in one day. Happened um, uh, a couple years ago against Iowa. Cause remember, I, I went down to, to to West Lafayette at B-Dubs and watched us upset Iowa in football. Just, we were kinda, I was just with my dad. We were just sitting there watching the game, and all of a sudden I'm like, holy crap, we're going to win this game. We're still bowl eligible. And then we had a <laughs> basketball game later that night. It was fun. Yeah, that was a fun win over Iowa. And that might have been the last time Purdue came from behind down double digits to win until this past weekend against Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Not sure about that. So uh, Caleb says, Boilers sweep the week in the weekend. I like that. I Smart like man. that a lot. I'm <laughs> thinking that as well. So uh, without anything else, uh, let's boiler up, hammer down, beat the Phoenix, beat the Wildcats, and beat the Longhorns. Boiler up. Tanner Lee here of the Boiler Breakdown Podcast. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please give us a follow on social media. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Boiler Break Pod, and follow us on Instagram at Boiler Break Pod. And make sure to listen and subscribe to the Boiler Breakdown on your favorite podcast platform. And as always, Boiler Up, Hammer Down.